one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with Sam Masterface and Alex Crook today because White and Jordan are away. And Martin Keown joined us in the studio and we began by taking a look back at the weekend's big matchup at the Emirates Stadium. With Arsenal finally breaking their league hoodoo over Manchester City, do fans have belief this year that this could be their year? Do fans have belief this early on that it could be their year? Plus, John Eustace lost his job as Birmingham boss. Is Wayne Rooney waiting in the wings, ready to take his place? It's Outspoken with White and Jordan. Martin, hello, how are you? Very well, actually. I bet you're Very in a well. good mood today. Big smile on my we face. saw you yesterday. We were, all of us were at the, uh, at the Emirates Stadium yesterday, weren't yeah, we? Yeah, I we, was bouncing we across London Bridge. Big smile on my face this morning. Were you? Yeah, it was, I really enjoyed the game yesterday. And in fact, where we sat, because you weren't too far away, I did see you at the game. Yes. Uh, with Perry Groves. There's a real hub of Arsenal fans there that, and the expectation, it was a, a group of fans that have seen success and won it again. And it was a re- huge relief. OK, it was a, luck, a lot of luck involved in the goal. But I still feel that getting all those bodies forward in a forward position, um, it was a, a really strange afternoon, wasn't it? It started with Raya, the goalkeeper for Arsenal, sort of the anxiety you could feel and the fans, you know, Ramsdale's a big favourite. And it was resonating around the ground. And I think he came through that in the end. Uh, some difficult moments for him, the new goalkeeper. Mm. Been supported, of course, by the manager. Um, but I thought the Arsenal defence was superb. Uh, Saliba showed why he was missed so much at the end of last season. Gabriel as well. Let's not forget him. I thought they ate Haaland yesterday. Honestly, physically, they were really up for that challenge. Um, so that was the platform. Start difference to what we saw at the Etihad Stadium at the end of last season where it was Haaland who was eating up the defenders. He was. Uh, but, of course, no De Bruyne. And then Gundogan's been allowed to leave and Rodri's injured. Those three players there are quite... They're, they're geniuses. So have they closed the gap and, in terms of quality in the squad and the gulf between the two, which was apparent last season? I think there's been a... Yes, but there's still a long way to go. And Man City are maybe in a period at the moment where they're playing six away games of the next seven or currently in that, not doing especially well, um, losing games that you would never believe that they were, were going to lose. So that invincibility slips away a little bit. But we know Pep's capable of going on enormous, fantastic runs, but they're going to have to respond now. Um, was it as good a game as you hoped for? No, probably not. But I think that's a, a mark of the respect that the two managers have got for each other. It was a bit of a chess match at times. It was intriguing 
but it wasn't edgy your seat excitement. Obviously, City started well, had a shot cleared off the line, didn't really have another meaningful goal-scoring opportunity, which, as Martin has said, is, is credit to the way that Arsenal defended. One shot on target in the whole game. Yeah, I, and, and, and that's picking up really where they left off against Wolves. They had a lot of the ball against Wolves. They had a lot of goal attempts, but not many of them really looked like ending up in the back of the net. So I, d- I do think there's been a hangover for City in terms of that treble victory last season. We'll talk about that later. But I've got to pick out Declan Rice. We, we said before the game, is this the afternoon when Declan Rice announces himself as a top, top player right at the top of the Premier League? And I think he did. I thought he was man of the match, Declan Rice. Um, yeah, right, are Arsenal favourites for the title now? Uh, no. Man City are the favourites. Look, when you I mean, two, is it two seasons on the bounce? They've won as many as 32 games. Last year, they won 44 matches. This is a remarkable team. And Pep was saying, you know, quite loosely... Oh, well, you know, we'll get this right and we'll go on a run. I wonder if they really believe that right now. Well, well, listen, let's concentrate on Arsenal and what they've done over the course of the last few months. They've started to build a squad. Arteta has been given the latitude to get older players out, get new, fresher players, versatile players into the squad. They've done that really well. They've rebuilt that squad over the course of the last few years. How close are they then to not just mounting a title challenge, but going beyond Manchester City and actually lifting that trophy? Yeah, but it's, it's kind of work in progress for Arsenal, isn't it? We, we, how long, we how long will it be work in progress for? This is a great moment, isn't it? This isn't the yeah, statement but, victory but, that sends them no, but we're not talking. we're not talking were about any ordinary team here. We're talking about a team, Man City, that are conquering Europe You've right now. You've already said they've let players go this summer is it a chance well it was yesterday and Arsenal took that it was very important that they won that game yesterday I think it's when you're up against your media opponent for the you know for the Premier League that you you feel that winning experience against them so they can feel the the energy the quality you had Haaland certainly knows that they're very difficult opponents now when he plays against Arsenal I just felt that they didn't really I mean Bernardo Silva went deep which is credit obviously it shows you the belief that they have in him but they didn't really control things. Then they changed it. They put stones on. There's all this kind of... Normally, he's bossy midfield, Pep, and then he can just make the changes in wide positions. And it was he's having to dig quite deep at the moment from a tactical point of view. The Grealish didn't come on yesterday. I was really surprised. Grealish almost, didn't he? The way he played last season in February against Arsenal, kind of, that was his moment. Scored a goal there. And he, he must have been itching to get on. I couldn't really fathom out you, You're deflecting away from the Arsenal situation. We're trying to no, focus on them. No, I'm not. At this. But you were talking about Manchester City. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but we, it's too early to say that Arsenal could go romp away and well, win the league. That's what I wanted you to say. That's how you it's feel not about it. No, it doesn't really... Uh, no, just work in progress. That's what that means. You're, you're, you're building. You're in the race. You're jogging there on the, on, on Spurs' shoulder, by the way. Spurs, congratulations to them, top of the table. Everyone's saying, well, what are we talking about Arsenal for? But Spurs are top of the table. Well, that's fine. Be top now. It's who's top at the end of the season that matters. OK, all right. Well, um, you know, we'll ask you in just a second, Crook, whether or not it is too early to get carried away. Because, listen, we do get carried away when big results happen like this. And Perry Groves was on the Premier League All Access podcast uh, from TalkSport this morning. Well, he certainly thinks that Arsenal have got a chance. I said before the game that if uh, we lost, I didn't think we had any chance of winning the title. And I said if we won the game, I said that psychological boost that it has, and it gives you even more assurance, even more confidence, that there's every chance that Arsenal go on and win the title. That's We're not what you said. That's not what you said. What did I say? You said to me afterwards, they're going to the win the title. Well, there you go. I said they'll go on and win the title. Did he say it on air? He, he, uh, I don't know. He kept saying it to me privately. I don't know. Did you say it on air? We were only on air for about a second after the end of the game, so... No, you were too busy singing North London forever. You, you got, I don't, you got bang into it, by the way. You just adopted our song. <laughs> it's very catchy. Um, but the, the, the atmosphere was rocking, to be fair. The atmosphere was rocking. So yeah. do uh, you now think, after just yes. eight games of the season, Arsenal are going to win the title? Yes. Perry Gross thinks that they can win the title. Um, is he getting too carried away? 
No, I don't think he is. I think this is a, a massive opportunity for Arsenal. Martin's already highlighted the players that City have lost. I think there's a, a vulnerability about City having watched their last two Premier League games that, that hasn't been there recently. And I think there has been a drop-off. And Martin's mentioned Jack Grealish. I wonder if his absence from the starting eleven, having looked like he now down a starting spot last season, is a reaction from, Mikel, uh, from Pep Guardiola to the fact that maybe... He over-celebrated that treble win. I think Arsenal have spent the money. They've backed their manager. I think this is a massive opportunity now to go on and, and end that long wait for a title. I'm surprised that Martin doesn't have more faith in his team. Um, Piers Morgan is similar to you, though. He's always saying uh, this morning on The Breakfast Show, it's the hope that kill you, well, that kills you. Is it, are, are you sort of in that camp? Have you seen so many false dawns at Arsenal? You're, 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 you're loath to commit. No, it's just about, it's, it's about balance, isn't it? So going into this game, Arsenal are conceding quite a lot of goals at home. So they've, they've drawn twice, haven't they, with Fulham? And they drawn with, with, with Spurs. And they scored and then conceded. And it's just getting that happy balance. And I thought there was yesterday. I thought the tactics were perfect. Because you've got, you've got to be careful. Arsenal didn't really want to press too high. Um, they sat quite deep. I mean, we saw an awful lot of both goalkeepers in possession of the ball. Mm. And when they get the ball, the game seems to stop. And the Arsenal fans were becoming impatient with that. But just going back to Grealish... Um, no, I don't think it's anything to do with celebrations at the end of last season. I think Pep is actually one of those managers. Look, he gets out the cigars himself, doesn't he? You might look at that and say, that's not a fantastic look. So it's like, we'll celebrate when we, when we, when we need to celebrate. I think that was more a case of protecting Grealish, who played for a whole game in midweek because he's had injuries at the start of the season. Um, Bernardo Silva's been injured at the start of the season. De Bruyne's been injured. They've had a catalogue of injuries. This is when they were at their weakest and Arsenal needed to strike and they've done that. But it's only one strike. It's not a knockout and City will bounce back. So, so Arsenal so, need to respond. So do you think then, because of all of the mitigating circumstances that you've given Manchester City and the absences that they've got, especially in midfield and the changeover of squad they've got, that actually this isn't a test that Arsenal have passed in order to shake off the inferiority complex. It was a job they had to get done because of the circumstances Manchester City found themselves in. It's about jumping another fence. It's about it psychologically, yes, it gives Arsenal massive boost, great confidence... But it's only one game. You can't get carried away. This is just, you know, look, you, you win the match, you look forward to the next game. The teams are all going off, players are off now to international duty. And then they're coming back. It's Chelsea away. Chelsea have just won the last two games in the, in the Premier League. They'll be a great scalp for Chelsea. So you've got to be on blob, make sure everyone's back in. It looks like Saka now will be rested. But they're in good form. And that's all it is right now. You're in the race. 100% engagement. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Let's talk a little bit about uh, David Raya yesterday because there was a sense of nervousness, I thought, in the first half around the ground every time he kicked out. After that con sort of combination with uh, Julian Alvarez, which almost cost Arsenal a goal. Yeah, without doubt. I thought it was in. You know, and I'm thinking, as much as you want that player to play, you want him to, you know, get rid of the ball when he needs to, isn't it? So you're not, you're asking him to take risks, but you don't overdo it. And I thought he was, he needed to be quicker yesterday. But I think maybe they need to give him better solutions as well. I was looking at City in the same situation. And Ed Edison's obviously gone through that building process. Uh, I have to say, by the way, it's a lot different playing for Arsenal than it is for Brentford. You know, we've judged him at what he did at Brentford and you could see that those big games. But by the end of the match, I thought he'd come through it. And he was actually sending some amazing balls. His accuracy wasn't what it normally is yesterday. Uh, and there's really difficult moments. And I think the manager is interesting. I spoke to the manager afterwards working for a foreign broadcaster. There's so much access that they seem to get these foreign broadcasters. And I put it to him about the anxiety that I felt, I could feel in the, in the crowd. And he said, it's on me. That's me. I'm asking him 
to put his foot on the ball and wait for those opportunities to come. And then it builds a kind of a nervousness from the fans. And then they, they were getting on his back a little bit. You've got that with Ramsdale, who was a, a fan's favourite, a really big player. And, and they're kind of like, the fans are like, well, why is he playing? And, and, and Ramsdale's not playing after that mistake as well in midweek in the, in the Champions League. But in the end, I think it came good. And it might just be the making of Raya. And Crook was quite facetiously asking on air yesterday whether or not <laughs> um, Mikel Arteta might make a change at half-time in terms of goalkeeper because He's there never was that, do that sense. Was he? Well, he, well, said, he, he said he would. Yeah, but you say one thing and do another, don't you? Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, he I'll... said that Saka was in it was in the squad before, and he didn't make it. So there's lots of smoke and mirrors, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, well, Pep Guardiola said John Stones wasn't in contention, and he it? came off the bench. But he also said Arteta when Raya was signed that he would alternate his goalkeepers that he didn't necessarily have a number one. Mm. That isn't true, is it? David Raya is clearly the number one. Well, let's see what happens. You know, we're only, we're only about we're only eight games into the Premier League. I, I think it will stay as it is. I think it's tough. What does that mean for Aaron Ramsdale? You're a European Championship at the end of the season. I think it's tough for him, but I think, I, you know, I said, I, I thought it's been uh, magnanimous the way that he has been so collective on the bench and he's getting on with the job. Uh, he did very well in the League Cup, by the way, at Brentford. I thought he was exceptional in that game. And then the, the fans for Brentford was really disappointed because, you know, the, the amount of stick they were giving him. The, you know, it's a figure. Yeah, but of, he loves that, to be fair. Well, it was a figure of fun, and I don't think he should. He deserves that. He played very well, made some good saves in that game, and Arsenal went through on the day. So he'll get opportunities. Um, but you know, Reyes, he's in charge. It's yeah. up to him now, isn't it? And he nearly, he nearly lost his place yes, yesterday with some of the time he took. That, if that had gone in from Alvarez, then I would have seen that he wouldn't have started the next game. I remember speaking to David Seaman uh, about when he joined Arsenal, and obviously John Lukic was a fan's favourite, and he said it took a while for the Arsenal fans to take to him because he was coming in to replace a bit of a club legend. Do you remember that? And I guess I is, that, is that part of the reason for the anxiety that maybe some Arsenal fans are still in love it with Aaron Ramsdale? It takes time. I remember uh, you know, when John first came to Lukic, first came to the club, he, he, he himself wasn't a fan's favourite, but he won them over. Obviously, he was taken over from the great Pat Jennings, who I... Uh, spent some time with wonderful goalkeeper so it does take time but the manager at the end of the day is backing him and I think in the end it paid off um, let's speak to Clive as an Arsenal fan actually a great text here who says I just heard you say Arsenal were getting over an inferiority complex versus City I'll ask the question whether you felt that actually I actually think it was the opposite the last four games Arsenal have tried to play City at their own game and failed even at the cost of leaving Harlem 1v1 versus Rob Holding this was the first time Arteta changed his tactics and formation to counteract City finally paid them the respect rather than being arrogant enough to think that they can outplay them is that fair? to a certain extent yeah although I think they still left uh, so Libra in a 1v1 situation on more than one occasion but you can see how he had the pace he had the strength and he just shut that door on Haaland two or three times we, uh, so there's a gamble to that as well as pundits ex-players we're not cheerleaders we're off a balance and it's like we know we've been there before haven't we Arsenal fans so if they were to win it it would be an amazing situation but we're months away from that what you're saying Pep, is you're cautious look what Pep's won 14 trophies at Pragmatic. Man City it's incredible this guy is like a serial winner. What if you're an Arsenal that. player, though? Would, would you want them to be believing they can challenge for the title well, this season? Well, there could be doubt. I, when you're on the inside, it's interesting because Arsenal, Arsene Wenger came out the year before he we went on beating to say, look, we can do it. He said it publicly. And we were a bit annoyed about that. And, and when we were going on, with that year, we went on a really good run as well. And the manager was talking about when we lose a game, how will it affect the group? He's worried about losing that first game. So let's not worry about that. Let's concentrate now. But when that comes, you're, like, you're not really certain. So on the outside, it looks fantastic, doesn't it, for City? But they've lost three of the last four. Now, that has to be almost a crisis when you consider the quality that they've got. Now, get back on track. 
But there are doubts, by the way. People have doubts, even if they're the best in the business. And Arsenal need to build on that. And this will this will create even more doubt. But Pep, I'm pretty certain, will put this right. How fortunate was Matteo Kovacic to stay on the field of play yesterday? I think he was very fortunate. Um, obviously, Michael Oliver, uh, I don't want to put him away. Um, I just think he just read it wrong. That that can happen. Um, but it, it was, I mean, so... Each tackle was so similar. I couldn't believe Kovacic wasn't learning from the first one. He's gone off his feet. He's caught each play. I think what saved him a little bit with the first one was it was quite low. It wasn't that high. It wasn't above the no, ankle. No, it was still reckless though. So that I felt a yellow card correct. But he was quite dismissive, Michael Oliver. Whether or not, I mean, he was right close to the action, so I couldn't really quite believe that. And it could have had, yeah, major impact on the game. Um, but, you know, Michael Oliver is one of our best referees and we want them in the moment to be able to see these things and make the right call. But I think he got that wrong yesterday. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Download, stand well back, listen. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Breaking news, I can tell you in the last few minutes that Birmingham City have sacked John Eustace. That's happened in the last few minutes. Uh, it's essential that the board of directors and the football management are fully aligned on the importance of implementing a winning mentality and a culture of ambition across the entire football club. With this in mind, Birmingham City have today parted company with head coach John Eustace. Yesterday on the Sunday session, we brought you the news that Wayne Rooney was in line for a return to management in the championship. That is a shocker. And we believe that that will be at Birmingham City. And despite the fact that uh, six uh, in the championship and have won uh, three of the last four games, um, they have sacked Birmingham City's manager, John Eustace, after 15 months 
in charge. It's not as if they're going through a crisis. In fact, they're playing very good football and doing quite well in terms of their results. The uh, statement's quite strong, I think, from the Birmingham Board of Directors. It says, it is essential that the Board of Directors and the football management are fully aligned on the importance of implementing a winning mentality and a culture of ambition across the entire football club. That's their reasoning for sacking John Eustace. A new first team manager will be announced in the coming days who will be responsible for creating an identity and clear, no fear playing style that all Birmingham City teams will adopt and embrace. Martin, what's your initial mm. reaction to that? He's unbeaten at home so far this season, six in the championship. They've just picked up a, a good win, two good wins on the bounce at home. Well, very clearly, they're clearing the decks, aren't they, for someone big uh, to come in. Looks like Wayne Rooney may be moving into that football club, but it's it does seem harsh. You know, you're what are you, six in the table, you're in a playoff position, 18 points, albeit 12 points behind Leicester, who are tearing it up right now. Only three defeats from 11 matches. And having beaten local rivals at the weekend, I maybe suggest after the Norwich defeat, maybe they were starting to take the, the, the decision about making changes. And if it is to be Wayne Rooney, I think it's around about that time when they wasn't getting necessarily the right the signals he wanted in, in playing for Americans, uh, or sorry, managing the American team that he's with. So, uh, yeah, it looks inevitable, doesn't it? That maybe Wayne Rooney be coming in now. Inevitable. We had a, a few conversations with a few people yesterday, didn't we? And uh, I got a message which was saying to me, well, you know, it's not not, not, not immediate, it's not imminent, but it's, you know, rem it, it remains a possibility. It's moved quite quickly. Yeah, it has. And, and actually speaking to people up in, in Birmingham, our sources there were, were pretty definite that it would be a matter of when and not if Wayne Rooney came in. Obviously... Birmingham releasing that statement, relieving John Eustace of his duties of clear the decks for Rooney. We understand that his backroom team has already been lined up. It will feature John O'Shea, his former Manchester United teammate, Ashley Cole, ex-England colleague as well. But I would be surprised if we get a single Birmingham City fan who calls us this morning or texts in and is in favour of this decision. This is John Eustace, a former Birmingham youth player, somebody who took charge of the football club when they were... Very dysfunctional last season. Somebody who's navigated them, as Martin's mentioned, into the playoff positions. They've just got a big win uh, against their rivals in, in West Bromwich Albion. It doesn't make any sense. And this is nothing against Wayne Rooney, who I think is a very intelligent football guy. I think he's proved that when we've spoken to him and with the columns that he was writing for the Times. He's clearly trying to carve his way in management. Did well in trying circumstances in Derby. His record in the MLS isn't great. But is he really better equipped than John Eustace to take Birmingham to the Premier League, which I'm assuming is the ultimate ambition, or is this another football club autograph hunting? And Birmingham have been there before, remember. They did this with Gianfranco Zola, replaced a popular manager in Gary Rowett. That was a disaster. I hope for Birmingham, who've suffered a lot in recent years, and I hope for Wayne Rooney that that isn't the case. It seems to me a very unnecessary gamble. It, it seems maybe unnecessary, and we'll get to some of the Birmingham fans that are calling us now. 03717 Texas 81089. There's quite a few of them getting in touch and aren't happy about this decision at this point. But was it inevitable, Martin Keown, that the new bosses would have their own visions once they took over? Was it inevitable that they would look for a big name link? Bearing in mind, this is the group that brought in Tom Brady as someone to elevate the profile of the club were they always going to go for a superstar manager well to quite probably and I think if you think about the city of Birmingham when you've got the Villa rivals uh, just on their doorstep and that's the sort of standard they're looking to get to when you 
you know, you've seen the effect of a of Unai Emery coming into Villa and how he's transformed that football club. But he's a proven top-level manager. Yes. And also, it's not really relevant yes, to a but championship I do club think that, that have already you know, mm, done I do very think, well this I season. I do think, though, that Wayne Rooney did very well at Derby in really difficult circumstances, kept finding wins. Um, things were sort of taken out of his hands a little bit, weren't they, with the financial difficulty that they he found himself in. So I, I do think there's a good manager there. And I do feel that uh, tactically he's very good. Uh, and I, I, I would, I'm very intrigued to see how he would cope at Birmingham with the right resources with the right stability uh, and a good structure I think he could be very successful uh, 14 wins in 53 games with DC United in the MLS for Wayne Rooney is he going to be the next manager of Birmingham City gutted John Eustace has gone no real reason for it we don't want Rooney says Russ the season ticket holder the sacking of John Eustace was an absolute joke Wayne has done nothing in management he's, all he's going to do is come to St Andrews and put us in a relegation battle I don't want him at my club uh, give him to Everton they could do with him instead my name's Dan Reed. I'm a Birmingham fan utter joke once again this happened seven years ago when Rout was sacked when we were six in the league Zola came in and we nearly went to League One personally this isn't a football move this is 100% a branding move with a big name in charge to generate money off the field we don't know what's going to happen it may end up being a good move but certainly the Birmingham fans at this moment in time don't seem to feel that that's going to be the case 100% engagement outspoken with White and Jordan so John Eustace has been sacked by Birmingham City this morning. It's been confirmed in the last 15 minutes or so that that is the case. Uh, Birmingham fans, what do you make of that? 03717223344. And less than 48 hours after leaving DC United is Wayne Rooney on the verge of his next job. Uh, what do you make of that? Let's hear from Wayne Rooney speaking after his last game in charge of MLS side DC United at the weekend. This is what he said. It's no single thing which has happened. It's um, it's about timing in, in your career. I've really enjoyed my time. I had a lot of help from from the owners. Um, but I just feel it's the right time um, for me to to go back to England and um, firstly, obviously, be see my family. I haven't seen them for a long time. Um, and then what lies ahead, um, I don't know. Um, um, whether opportunities come up. I've seen a lot of reports um, in the media. Um, I'm going back there um, with nothing lined up. I'm going back there to see my family. If something comes up in October, November, of course, I'll, I'll look at it. Mm, that was interesting. Uh, let's uh, get some reaction from the MLS and see exactly how he was viewed in America. Pablo Maura, uh, who is the athletics journalist who has been following Wayne Rooney's career ever since he went to the States as a player in DC United, spoke to us earlier on. And uh, this is what he had to say about Rooney's reputation. Wayne uh, very much wanted the wanted DC United to play uh, sort of, quote-unquote, the right way. Um, I think he had a lot of the same ambitions that a lot of foreign managers have when they arrive in MLS. They want to play a possession-based style with purpose. They want to uh, dictate play and, you know, own the ball, all that sort of stuff. I think he realized after four or five games probably that I didn't really have the talent on DC's roster to execute that vision. So um, he was adaptable. And I think he went uh, to a much more direct style, um, you know, was fine conceding a lot of possession on the wings, just wanted to be, um, sound and central defense and in midfield. Um, and for a while, I think that worked pretty well. Um, things, though, took a turn probably in the last third of the season. Um, other teams figured DC out. DC dealt with some injuries um, with the departure of one of their better attacking players after 
um, you know, allegations of racial abuse. I mean, there were just a lot of things on and off the field that Wayne had to deal with. And, you know, by the end of the campaign, it was, uh, I would say, pretty clear that that he wouldn't be returning. Um, obviously, Wayne also spoke publicly in the press about uh, his frustrations with his contract situation and, you know, being unsure whether he was wanted uh, in D.C. next year or not. So, um, you know, things may have ended on a bit of a sour note. I was going to ask you that question. Who is behind this departure? Is this Wayne Rooney's decision to leave DC United? Is it DC United wanting to go in a different direction, or is it a combination of the two? So, uh, you know, it's been it's been framed as a mutual decision. I think you know Wayne spoke to the club's ownership on Thursday or Friday, and it was made pretty clear to him that if he didn't make the playoffs, um, probably they would be moving on for him you know the his his agreement with dc was a two and a half year deal but next year was sort of a mutually held option so both sides would have to you know agree to having him come back and um you know dc which is a notoriously thrifty team they've actually spent on players this year i think they they feel they should have made the playoffs with the roster they have uh you know it's worth mentioning that in in major league soccer basically everybody makes the playoffs i mean 18 out of the clubs, out of the, you know, 28, 29, 30 clubs make the postseason. Um, and, you know, I don't think it was an unreasonable expectation um, on DC's part uh, for them to make um, the postseason, you know. So I suppose you could say it was framed mutually, but I think uh, probably all parties involved realized, uh, you know, by, you know, by the time that DC's playoff hopes were dwindling, that that this would sort of be the course of action. They do these brilliant columns in the in the Sunday Times, which were brilliantly dissected the sort of narrative of the day, which was which I think when it first happened was a surprise to everyone. Yeah, he's he's like football obsessed, right? I mean, he lives in DC. He lived essentially in a house in the suburbs with his entire staff, and you know, by all accounts, it seems like most of what they did there was just watch games. You know, um, so no, I think he's well equipped. I think it's it's. It's a bit frustrating. I think uh, it becomes very hard to evaluate him as a manager, right? Because um, Derby County obviously just inherited this situation, which was untenable with the club's financial state and the sanctions and stuff, you know, against the club. Um, at DC, if I'm being honest, I mean, DC United and MLS is a challenging franchise. You know, like I said, they they sort of haven't spent on players in a decade. Um, They've been poorly staffed, you know, I mean, I, I could go on and on, but I mean, what I would say to simplify it is just, it wasn't a situation where maybe he was particularly set up to succeed, you know, so we're sort of, you know, if you combine the two jobs four or five years into Wayne's managerial career, and I still don't really know what to make of him, you know, um, uh, he's been in a pair of situations that were pretty difficult, you know, so I'd be, I'd be very curious to see how he would do at a club like Birmingham. Um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to wait and find out if if that ends up being the case. Do you think that will end up being the case? There's been a lot of noise about it in this country. We've spoken to people close to Wayne Rooney. They're not distancing themselves uh, and they're certainly not shooting it down either. Is the expectation stateside that Wayne Rooney will be the new Birmingham head coach? Well, what I'll say is that, um, you know, when Wayne got up there in his press conference yesterday and just, I, I don't want to say out of nowhere because obviously there have been talk about it, but just the manner that it happened, you know, he just very bluntly said, yeah, I'm not coming back and I'm heading back to England to sort of, I believe the word he used was, you know, wait on opportunities. Um, you know, I don't have any inside, inf inside information from, uh, from your side of the pond, um, but it made me think that probably he has something lined up, right? I feel like he may have been more keen to stay or kind of drag this out for a few weeks 
um, if he didn't have an opportunity over there. You know, I, I think Wayne, obviously, based on his playing career and his name alone, is going to be one of these these ex players that always is going to be connected to jobs and always is going to get, you know, uh, offers, not necessarily right now from the EPL team, but from teams in the championship, other leagues of that ilk, you know? So um, I would have to suspect that that's the direction this is heading. I, I can't tell you that I know conclusively, but you know, I, it would not be surprised. You know, it's not, wouldn't be surprising to me at all. If that's what ends up happening. Has there been much attention on Birmingham city because of the nature of the relationship with Tom Brady? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously there's a there's an increased interest in this country to any club that has any level of American investment, and that's something that obviously you're seeing is is widespread, not just in English football, but in, in many other leagues as well. And I think obviously, yeah, Tom Brady coming into the fold um, does draw a lot of eyeballs to the club that normally wouldn't even know who they were, what league they play in, etc. <laughs> I mean, you see. Uh, I hate to use this example, but you see in the United States, I often joke and tell people that the people in the U.S., you know, soccer consumers in the U.S. have two favorite teams. One of them is Wrexham and the other one is Richmond AFC, I guess, the uh, fictional <laughs> fictional team from Ted Lasso, right? So it's not, you know, um, you know, I think there are definitely like soccer consumers in the United States. They'll probably pay a bit more attention, not just, uh, you know, because of Brady's investment and the fact that they have. Uh, American ownership, but now because of of Wayne's presence there, I mean Wayne is um, a very familiar face to Americans. You know, yeah, it certainly is a very familiar face to Americans because of his uh, work in uh, DC United and, of course, his superstar uh, status as a Manchester United Champions League winner, league winner, uh, and everything else in between. But the Shelby Companies Limited, who own um, Birmingham City are now looking for a new manager after sacking John Eustace. Disgusting treatment of John, says Alan Palthorpe. I'm a lifelong Birmingham fan. As a club, we seem to shoot ourselves in the foot every time we look like we are going somewhere. Gary Rower, Gary Monk, to name just a couple. It's obviously about income generation from the American market and including building the international profile of the club. Good luck with that and good luck to John and thanks uh, for your service. Well, I said I'd, I'd struggle to see any Birmingham fan backing this decision. Correct me if I'm wrong. If we have one positive message, I think it's the right thing to do to get rid of John Eustace and, and bring in Wayne Rooney. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from. Join us tomorrow as we return to bring you the best of the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.